The planet is heating up. The oceans are becoming filled with plastic. Change starts now. Change starts now. We're on a countdown. To zero waste. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast. Here's your host, Laura Nash. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zero Waste Countdown podcast and radio show. Today, we're speaking with Tessa Clark. She's the co-founder of Olio. It's a sharing app, and she's going to tell us all about it. Tessa, welcome to the show. Hello. Great to be with you. How's it going? So you are based in the UK, is that right? I am, yes. Yep. Awesome. And I know that we have quite a few listeners over there, so I'm sure it's wonderful to uh, to hear a familiar accent, for sure, if people are, are listening from over there. Um, so tell us all about Olio. So, so what is it? So Olio is an app that exists to tackle the problem of food waste, but also waste more broadly in our homes. And how it works is we connect people who have spare food or other household items that they don't want with their neighbors living nearby who would like them. So you simply snap a photo to add your item to the app. Neighbors living nearby then get an alert, letting them know something new has been added near them. They can then browse the listings, request what they want, and pop around and pick it up. So it really is as simple as that. It's about connecting neighbors to give things away rather than throw things away. That's wonderful. So I live in the country, and whenever we have anything extra, I don't really want to go put a little table out and say, you know, here's some lettuce or something, because people go really fast on my road, and I don't want to have them kind of stopping where they shouldn't be. Um, So this seems like it would be safer and kind of easier which I like yeah I think also for for food items it enables you to keep that food in a condition that's clean and safe and hygienic until the point at which you hand it over to someone and also you're kind of putting making it available and then only the people who want it request it so earlier was really kind of born from my own experience where I didn't want to go around knocking on the doors of neighbors asking if they wanted my food because that could be awkward and embarrassing and so the nice thing about an app is anyone who wants it can request it. So can you tell us about your experience that kind of led to developing this app? Yes so it was a seemingly inconsequential moment in my life about five and a half years ago, but actually it tipped my whole world on its head, it turned out. Uh, Essentially, I was living in Switzerland for work with my family and we were moving back to the UK. And on moving day, the removal men said to me that I had to throw away all of our uneaten food. Now, I was born and raised on a farm. I, as a result, have a pathological hatred for food waste because I know from first-hand experience just how much hard work goes into producing it. So clearly I was not prepared to toss this perfectly good food in the bin. So much the irritation of the removal men, I stopped packing and instead bundled up my newborn baby and my toddler and set out into the streets clutching this food to try and find someone to give it away to. And to cut a long story short, I failed miserably And I ended up going back to my apartment because I just didn't have the time. And I thought it'd be really embarrassing to go around knocking on on strangers' doors, essentially. And so when the removal men weren't looking, I sort of smuggled the non-perishable food into the bottom of my packing boxes. And that was the point in time when I thought, just this is crazy. I'm having to go to these lengths. I feel like I'm performing a criminal offense here. But to me, it would be equally criminal to put perfectly good food in the bin. 
And I'd been working in the digital space for about 10 or 15 years then. And I knew there was an app for everything. And I just couldn't believe that there wasn't an app where I could just tell my neighbors that I had some spare food. And if they wanted it, they could pop around and pick it up. So that was the light bulb moment, I guess, if you like, for Olio. That's awesome. Yeah, it can be frustrating to have a bunch of stuff that you can't really bring with you. It always bugs me at, at airplane uh, at the airport, too. I'm always trying to make sure I don't have extra things that they might take oh, away. Oh, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, when you see the big bins of stuff that people can't bring yeah. with them. But it's hard to remember these things, I find, sometimes. Especially, like you said, like you have a toddler, you're about to move. It's it's a lot of stuff yeah. to remember. Um, so I heard that you've noticed some very interesting changes due to COVID. We have, yes. When COVID first broke out, it was... You know, as with for everybody, it was an extremely uncertain time. And to myself and Sasha, we're my co-founder, it was extremely unclear whether a neighbor-to-neighbor food sharing app could continue to exist in our in our post-COVID world. But what we did very, very quickly was we pivoted the model. And so we transitioned everything to be a no-contact pickup. And so what that means is that you would put the item outside just a moment or two before the person who was due to pick it up arrived. And what we have found is the first two weeks after lockdown took place here in the UK, we had a decline of about 20 or 25% in the amount of listings coming on the app. But from the beginning of April onwards, the increase in neighbor to neighbor sharing has been absolutely stratospheric. And we have grown more in the past five weeks than we did in the past five years. And Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I think there are several reasons as to why that's happening. So first of all, some research came out which showed that people are valuing food more. So over half of people are valuing food more. And 48% of people said that they were wasting food less. And I think the reason for that, yeah, which is phenomenal, so no amount of public education campaigns uh, have been able to achieve that sort of uh, result almost overnight. And I think it's because you only have to see a couple of photographs or actually experience it in real life of bare supermarket shelves to realize just how important food is, to realize that it is our life source. We depend upon it um, to continue to exist. So I think we had a collective awakening as to the value of food. The other thing that happened, certainly in the UK, but I I think in many countries around the world, was we had the horrific inequalities in our society just laid bare for us all to see. So here in the UK, we have 8 million people living in food poverty. And during the height of the lockdown, we had 1.5 million people who were going without food on a daily basis. And I also read that in the US, There's normally around about 40 million people living in food poverty. And as a result of COVID, that actually increased to 50 million people. And thankfully, this got coverage in the mainstream media. And so I think a lot of people woke up to realize just how much inequality there is in our society. And then people were locked down. And so they were at home feeling pretty powerless, wanting to help, wanting to contribute beyond sort of just staying at home. And so going through their cupboards and and giving away spare food, but also other household items as well, which can be shared on Olio, became a really 
productive and fulfilling thing for people to do. And so all those factors combined meant we just had this outpouring of neighborly sharing taking place via the app. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's very interesting about COVID because I definitely realized how important it was to have a bit of food kind of saved up and how important it was that, you know, our our truck drivers keep driving and the border stays open because in Canada we import a lot of food. Um, So yeah, it was a big wake up call for me too. And because I live zero waste without packaging, we don't really buy canned food or anything like that. Yeah. So when this hit, I kind of looked around and was like, oh my gosh, I have like a week of food maybe and that's it. Mm. So so I ended up um, kind of just increasing a bit the amount of food that I keep here. But yeah, it's interesting how everything kind of changed um, for people. So this is great that people are are using the app. So where where can you use the app? Is it just in the UK? So the app is available to be used all over the world. It's available in the English language and also in Spanish. About We have 2 million Olioers and three quarters of them are in the UK, but a quarter are overseas. Every week, the places where we see thousands of items being shared uh, include Mexico, Singapore, New Zealand, Sweden, um, the Bay Area of California, And then in total, there are 52 countries around the world where food has been successfully shared. And how that has happened is thanks to our ambassadors. We have 50,000 and counting ambassadors. And these are people who've reached out to offer to help spread the word about Olio in their local community. And as a result, we've got these pockets of neighbor to neighbor sharing springing up all over the world as a result of the efforts and energies and enthusiasms of these people who like us just think it's common sense that good food and other items are given away rather than thrown away. That's great. So if somebody wants to be an ambassador, would they go to, is it, it's oleoex.com, right? Yes. So our website is oleo, which is spelled O-L-I-O-E-X.com, or they could just search for oleo in Google Play or in the App Store. And within the app, you'll see us inviting you on a number of occasions to offer to volunteer to help spread the word in your local community. It is actually really cool to use. It's beautiful. Um, I'm a big fan of apps and tech and stuff. So I just really liked it. It was very simple to start. So it asks you a bunch of questions. Um, It's very easy to just, you know, click on the options you want. And it seems very like seamless. within, I would say, 30 seconds or less, I could see the people around me, which in my area, it's a little far because nobody knows about it here yet. Um, But it was just so easy to get on and I would assume start uploading the photo. Um, And I've tried I've tried Facebook before and I I didn't really like it uh, because there's like a Facebook marketplace. So I would be much more inclined to use an app like this. Um, yeah, we've, we've worked really hard to make the app as user-friendly and intuitive as possible. I sort of am constantly thinking of, you know, could my grandmother, um, you know, if she was still to be here, could she could she use the app? So we really do try and make it as straightforward as possible. I think there's also a couple of things that you won't realize when you first join Olio just by looking at the app. The first is how strong the demand for spare food and other household items is so and this is a global figure so half of all the food added to the app is requested in less than one hour and half of all the other household items are requested in less than four hours Mm. 
So our biggest challenge, ironically, is just to encourage more people to take that leap of faith, which we acknowledge that the first time you use Olio, it is to get something out of your cupboards or drawers, take a photo and add it to the app. And if you do that, it will almost certainly get requested. The other thing that's not immediately apparent at first glance is just how strong the community is. And our users tell us that they join Olio because they hate waste. It's it's just really, really clear and simple. They hate waste and they want an easy way to prevent it. But once they've used the app, what they rave about is that community, the fact that they've met neighbors in their local community, often for the first time. People are telling us they're feeling empowered, they belong, they feel safer because they know who their neighbors are. Um, and it's just very positive. They feel like they're world right now, let's face it, can be a bit depressing at times. Uh, and Olio is this sort of little beacon of light, which represents um, what our future could look like, which is one where communities are pulling together and we know one another and we support one another. That's wonderful. And how many people are using the app? I think it's millions at this point, right? Yeah. So we've had um, about five weeks ago, we passed a milestone of over 2 million people uh, having wow. joined Olio. They have together shared just under 6 million portions of food. And the environmental wow. impact of this is phenomenal. So the environmental impact of that 6 million portions of food is equivalent to taking 16 million car miles off the road. And we've also saved over three quarters of a billion liters of water. And the reason for that is because uh, food production is incredibly water intensive. And we've had 2 million unique sort of doorstep connections. So neighbor to neighbor interactions. Do you take into account the harmful effects of like landfilling food as well when you when you calculate some of these things or is it just yes. the food production? No, we, we, we do. So we've worked with um, government authorities to get the right data. In particular, we're really focused around the carbon emissions associated with a typical kilogram of food waste. Now, interestingly, roughly 90% of the carbon footprint of food is what is put into that food prior to it arriving in your home. And a lot of people um, might think that it's the sort of putting the food into landfill that's the problem. And therefore, if we compost it, it's a great step. And yes, composting is fantastic. It does prevent that sort of final 10% of um, emissions. But actually, composting is not the solution to our food waste problem because of the enormous amount of resources that went into producing that food before it even got to you. So globally, a third of all the food we produce each year gets thrown away. A landmass larger than China is used every year to grow food that is never eaten. So that is uh, land that has been deforested, indigenous populations that have been displaced, soil that has been degraded, species driven into extinction. A quarter of humanity's fresh water is used to grow food that is never eaten. And so if you think of all of those resources that go into producing the food and that incredibly long supply chain it goes through, that's why wasting food is one of the most environmentally damaging things that anyone can do. And so that is why, yes, composting is better than it going into the regular bin, but it's only marginally better. And the environmental impact of food waste was really highlighted in March of this year. And sadly, this was missed as a result of COVID. But Project Drawdown, which is a global initiative 
amongst several hundred of the world's leading climate change scientists. And in as part of Project Drawdown, they have stack ranked the top 100 solutions to the climate crisis. And they reissued their data in March. And in position number one for a two degree warmed world is reducing food waste. And that came above solar power, above electric cars, above a plant-based diet. So if we want to mitigate the worst effects of the climate crisis, we absolutely have to solve our food waste problem. Most people, if you ask them, what are the most powerful things you can do as an individual and that we can do collectively as a society to solve the climate crisis? For most people, food waste doesn't come anywhere in their sort of top 10, but it is the single most important thing. And I, I think part of the reason it doesn't come high up our, our list is, first of all, it, it seems very intuitive to think that food is natural. So how can it be so bad for the planet? Um, and also, we massively underestimate the effect of numbers. So in most Western countries, half of all food waste takes place in the home, which is a really big shock to people. They assume that most food waste takes place at a store level, but it's just because there are so many of us in our homes wasting so much food in comparison to relatively few shops wasting very little food. Uh, and that's why we're, we're half the problem. Oh, see, I thought grocery stores would be a big, big problem because they're throwing out all their food still in the packaging and stuff that doesn't sell no. and that reaches those expiry dates that maybe the food's not really expired, but they have to throw it out anyway. So uh, food waste anywhere in the supply chain is a problem, don't get me wrong, but the amount of food that's thrown away by retail stores is dwarfed by the amount of food that we throw away in our homes. So taking UK data, but American data is fairly similar. Half of all food waste takes place in the home. 2% of all food waste takes place at a retail store level. And then uh, 8% takes place in sort of hospitality and food service. 12% takes place in manufacturing. And then 27% takes place at the farm gate. So the biggest culprit when it comes to food waste is us in our homes. Well, that is very surprising <laughs> to me. It is. That and is again, it, it, it's, sort of, it's really counterintuitive because you go to a store and you see all that food and you must assume that that's where the problem is. But it's not. It's us, it's us in our homes because, again, kind of using UK data, we have 28 million households. And if each one of those households is thinking, well, what difference do I make if I just throw two brown bananas in the bin? That's not a big deal. Well, it's not until you realize that there's 28 million other households also throwing a couple of brown bananas in the bin that week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put them in your freezer and make some, some yep, smoothies <laughs> or smoothies. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can do. But actually, that's one of the things I've noticed is that being a millennial, I've noticed a lot of people my age don't really know how to cook. And like, no offense if you're a millennial, millennial and you know how to cook. I think a lot of listeners do. Um, but I do know a lot of people who just aren't interested in cooking. And the availability of food is so much like... Uh, for takeout and at restaurants and you can go to the grocery store and you can buy pre-made things in a plastic bin. So I think because we have lost a bit of that skill, when we are left over with a container of spinach that's about to go bad, it's hard for us to know what to do with it. Whereas I love to cook, so I could do many, many things with any food that you give me. But it took me a long time to learn um, so that I don't waste any food. But yeah, I think a lot of people are just like, hmm, I've, I've got this pepper and I have no idea what to do with it. 
Uh, so maybe with the sharing community with the app, recipes would get passed on as well. Um, I, I just met a retired nurse. I took my dog down to the river and she was telling me about uh, some recipes that she was making for pickles, right? So when you start to talk to people and get into that community, you start to get recipes and you start to find different ways of doing things. And she was giving me some advice on chickens and all that stuff. So it was kind of neat. So uh, I'm not with the contact list thing now with COVID, but, you know, maybe later if people are meeting face to face or yeah. there must be, is there like a messaging uh, kind of area? There is, yes. So there's a section called the forum and that is full of people asking for tips and tricks, sharing recipes and also just sharing photographs of perhaps some food that they've picked up from another neighbor as some ingredients and then they will share a photo of the dish that they made and there's so many just heartwarming thank you stories that you can see in that section of the app. And you know, back, back to your point about sort of you know, broad brushstrokes, but millennials not um, knowing how to cook as much. I think that probably is broadly true, but it's just it's one contributing factor. Um, others are date labels and the massive amount of confusion that exists around that. And then the other is the fact that we we live in in actually a very kind of small unit, and it's really hard to perfectly balance sort of supply and demand, if you like, of food coming in and, in and out of your house. And so our objective with Olio is really saying, do you know what, it, it's, we can't all get it right perfectly. We're not saying that everybody needs to go out and learn how to cook or that everyone needs to become the perfect planner of their weekly meals. So long as when they have too much, they share it with a neighbor and it doesn't go to waste. That's the most important thing. I'm reading a book right now called How Innovation Works by Matt Ridley, who's also from the UK. And he's talking about how it's one thing to have a good idea. So what I see here is you've clearly had a very good idea with your co-founder, but it's an entirely different ballgame to put that idea into fruition and then make money out of it. So how are you making money? Like, how are you supporting this app? So that's a great question. You're absolutely correct. There's a massive uh, leap that takes place between an idea and actually getting it out into the world. In terms of making money, we generate revenues through something called our Food Waste Heroes program. Now, this is a program that we have developed whereby we will recruit, train and match volunteers from our community of users and we pair them up with their local business, which could be a supermarket, a cafe, bakery, or deli. And those volunteers provide a service to that business whereby they will pop out of their house at the end of the day on their assigned day. They will go across the road. They'll go to that business. They'll pick up their unsold food. They take it home. They add it to the app. Within minutes, the neighbors are requesting it. Minutes later, the neighbors are picking it up. And so that food goes from what was potentially considered a waste stream in the store to instead, thanks to Olio, one to two hours later, it's been fully redistributed into the homes of the local community. And businesses are paying us for that service because at the moment, they're paying a waste contractor to take that food off to landfill or at best anaerobic digestion. And now they can instead pay us to make sure that that food is eaten by local uh, members of the community instead. Oh, that's wonderful. Because as a, a user of the app, you can't sell anything, right? It's entirely no. sharing. Correct. So everything needs to be given away on Olio for free. Yeah. 
I, I asked you a little bit before, like, how could we get into this? Uh, so if someone's listening and they want to be, I think you called it an ambassador, right? Of the but, Yes, we've got ambassadors who are volunteers who are spreading the word about Olio in their local community. And then we've got food waste heroes who are saving and sharing the food from local businesses and also signing up their local business. So getting their local business to join the Olio platform. So that's the volunteers or the ambassadors that are signing up the businesses? The food waste heroes who are also volunteers are signing up the businesses. Oh, okay. I see. Cool. Uh, oh, so it's probably the help us. Uh, yeah, there we go. So on the Olio website, there's a, a header called help us and spread the word, volunteer opportunities, resources. Cool. So yeah, if you're interested in bringing this to your area, or it might already be in your area, if you download the app, you might find a lot of things to share. Yeah, I would also say that if Olio isn't in your area and if you don't particularly fancy becoming an ambassador or a food waste hero, there is a brand new section in the Olio app, which we have just launched, which is called Goals. And this is helping our users to lead a more planet-friendly life. And so we have a set of about 150 goals, although when you start off, you're just given the first 30 and you can it's a bit like a sort of Tinder user interface. You can right swipe on the goals that you want, left swipe to maybe do them later. And those goals include everything from switching to a bamboo toothbrush all the way through to changing your bank account, changing your energy, moving your pension and everything in between. And it's really kind of helping our users on a step-by-step -step journey. And we give them points and rewards along the way to recognize as they move towards leading a more zero waste and a more planet friendly life. So that can be I done thought... by anyone anywhere. Okay, cool. Yeah, I saw something about rewards. And I thought that was even great, too. Because uh, with homeschooling my son lately, uh, we had this French app to learn French, and there are all these awards and levels and things. And I yeah. was like, and, and it's excited about it, right? So I thought that was great that you're adding this to the app, too, because everybody likes awards, right? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we know that we can share food on this app, but are there other items that we can share as, as well? Yes, you can. So you can share any other household items. In particular, we see a lot of people giving away toiletries, cleaning products, cosmetics, books, clothes, toys, kitchen appliances. These are things you don't want to sell. You don't want to ship halfway across the country. You just kind of want it out of your home, but you don't want it in the bin. It only makes sense for a neighbor to pop around and pick it up. And the non-food section is growing incredibly quickly, in particular in lockdown, because people are just having a massive declutter and sort of cleansing their, their homes and their lives and finding great joy in giving stuff away to a neighbor who'd really love to take it off your hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear that the back seat of my vehicle was filled with a couple boxes of just toys and stuff. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if Value Village, that's our, our thrift shop here that takes yeah. stuff like that. Uh, because of COVID, I just assumed they were closed, but I'm not sure if they actually ever were. Uh, but I just kept that for a long time. Then finally they opened and I was just grateful to get all of that stuff out of there. We even gave away our Nintendo Wii, which... <laughs> I lost Mario Kart, which was my favorite game. So we, we decided to give away the, <laughs> the system. But yeah, this sounds really cool. So there are lots of items. Uh, I have got the app. So hopefully some more people in my area get it as well, because I think that this is really great. Um, was there anything else about Olio that, uh, that we should know? 
Well, we have a couple of other new sections sort of coming soon, um, one of which is borrow. So connecting neighbours to not just give stuff away, but to be able to lend and borrow things from one another because there is so much waste that take, you know, waste isn't just what we throw in the bin. Waste is the world's precious resources that are trapped in our homes, not being used. Meanwhile, someone five doors down is buying the very same item. And so classic examples of that would be garden equipment and drills, fancy dress costumes for your kids, kitchen appliance, you know, the pasta machine, the popcorn making machine, cat carriers, dog carriers, camping equipment, all those sorts of things. So we're going to be launching that new section in the fall and we release new versions of the app every two weeks. And we're continually improving it on the basis of feedback from our users and suggestions as to what they'd like to see in the app. So, yeah, please do keep an eye out on it, on our developments. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, Tessa, this has been really great. I'm really excited to hear about this and to to use it. And like I said, hopefully some more people do. So I'll, I'll see what I can do about getting maybe some of my friends on it or something. Um, it's Brilliant. wonderful to hear about. And I think it's very good for the environment and for people who are in need uh, of many things, whether that be just cleaning out your basement or whether that be, you know, you you're having some trouble getting food on your table like with all the crazy things that are happening in the world right now um so it's great on many levels so thank you well thank you for having me i really enjoyed it that was tessa clark she's the co-founder of olio it's a sharing app that you can find online and in the app store change starts now this is the zero waste countdown podcast